You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome into Good Morning Lambo. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you want to email us, you can send us a message to Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us at 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay. Tim, a little frosty up there this morning, my man. Yeah, it's a little chilly, a little chilly, a little <laughs> bit of frost out there. Tis it's all the right. Season. It's that time of year, right? That's right, man. Tis the season. Dude, I'll tell you this. Uh, I went down after doing the post-game show last night, went downstairs, and I think if I counted correctly, Mandy's got nine trees up. So, bro, it's uh, it, it looks like uh, Santa Claus threw up downstairs, bro. There's just <laughs> joy everywhere, my man. It's everywhere. Uh, but uh, I don't know, man. This time of year is fun for me. We try to get into it a little early because there's nothing more frustrating than putting the decorations up December 10th and taking them down two weeks later. You know what I'm saying? I so, hear you. I hear um, you. I'm a little late, man. I, I see you got the little tree in the background. I like that. that oh, yeah, yeah. Little packer tree, a little green and gold there. That's all her, man. That's all her. You know, I'm I'm the I'm the grunt. I'm the mule, if you will. I'm dragging stuff downstairs, you know, and and getting yelled at in the process, that type of thing. So oh, that's yeah, that's that our way. job, right? That's what yeah. we do. Absolutely. Let's go to the chat, man. We got a packed house in here. We got Robert Allen in here. Omer in the house, letting us know what he thought about the game. Good to see you, buddy. Derek K in here, Chris N in the house, Jake K, Nick McSwain. Um, got a bunch of people filing in. Jeremy Burt's in here now, M. Smitty. Pretty cool. Red Mo too. What's up, Red Mo? Chad Inc. What's going on, man? Uh, Chad Inc. starts right off the bat, says, what's wrong with Santa throwing up downstairs, farting candy canes? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is really cool, too. So I'm in a Discord chat, right, um, for the Madden modding community. Right. And, and understand, I'm I'm as boomer as they come. I finally bought this PC. Right. And somebody said, man, you ought to try Madden on PC. So I got uh, I got Madden for PC and there's a modding community where they can like change the game. They can add in all the biggest thing I've noticed. They added in all the real advertisements in the Lambeau field. So you've got like American Family Insurance stamped. It's just the coolest thing ever. Right. So anyway. I'm the guy in there. I ask a question and all the mods jump on me because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Right. And they're they're 
they are up here and I'm down here in that chat. I promise you that. Noob. Yeah, exactly. So with that being said, somebody actually tagged me this morning and said, oh, crap, Clayton, I didn't know you were in here, man. Love the pods. So I thought that was pretty cool that even over there in the little modern community, they've heard of the podcast. Pretty neat. Pretty uh, pretty cool testament to to everybody kind of hanging out in here and, and creating uh, the buzz around it and sharing the, you know, just sharing the pod with people. It's pretty cool. So um, with that being said, though, obviously it's a victory Monday. Um, really excited about the show. We're just going to kind of extend the post game show a little bit. It sucks, Tim. We could do a post game show for three hours, man. We could, right? Well, yeah. we could, but our wives wouldn't let us. That's for sure. But uh, so we're just going to kind of do a little extension to that. And first things first, let's kind of get let's let's dive into the locker room last night, right? And Packers.com, uh, their YouTube channel. They also shared it on Twitter. You can see it everywhere for free. Make sure that you guys uh go like, you know, on the on their Twitter account these videos and stuff. Since we're sharing them, we want to make sure that they get the credit for it and always get the shout out. They do a, an amazing job over there with this type of stuff. But here was Matt LaFleur in the locker room after the 23-20 victory over the LA Chargers. I gotta tell you guys, I'm damn proud of this group, man. We preached it. Just keep battling, keep chopping. We said we win the ball, we won the game. Guess what? We won the ball, we won the game. Hey, there was a lot of great performances out there, and, and we faced a lot of adversity. We had a lot of guys get banged up, and a lot of guys are stepping up and stepping in, and we keep we're building momentum, man. I, I, we can all feel it, right? Yeah. I think I won game ball today. First time in two years that a Green Bay Packer quarterback has thrown for over 300 yards. In two tugs, over 300 yards. Rashawn Rashawn Gary, man. You hear Rashawn in the background? What did he say? Just going off. Play with him. (laughs) Play with him. Dude. I'm telling you, there might not be a bigger Jordan Love fan on earth than Rashawn Gary right now. And and I'm going to tell you what you have in your Rashawn Gary. Forget all the great things he does on the field, right? Forget forget his, his leadership. Forget everything about Rashawn Gary who makes Rashawn Gary Rashawn Gary. Look at it from the team's perspective. They just gave him the bag. That is the leader right now of this team, more even more so than Jair. And that's not to take a shot at Jair, but you understand Jair, if they're if both of their play kind of drops, right? They're holding on to Rashawn longer than they're holding on to Jair Alexander, right? And again, this isn't to knock Jair. I'm just making a point that that is the leader of the team. And when he gets behind the quarterback like that, and he's out there, he's the one out front going, that's the guy, that's the guy. That's really setting the tone for the entire locker room. To me, he's he's who we need kind of leading this team moving forward. And it was so cool to see him show up yesterday. I know he had the rough penalty. I got you. But, man, it, him and Preston bearing down when it mattered the most right there at the end and just sealing that victory. Um, and, oh, oh, by the way, this was the game where I was told, not until this game am I allowed to be excited about the defense. So here we are, okay? And by, they, were, they were averaging over 26 uh, – points per game going into this game we held them to 20 guys that's 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 literally two average point spreads more or less they they held them than what they've been averaging 
And if you actually looked over the last three games, the Packers have been on an absolute tear on defense. So uh, pretty exciting stuff. But, yeah, that locker room, man, I'm excited, Tim. You know, we, we sat here a couple of weeks ago. We got to win over the Rams. It's been a roller coaster season. You get to win over the Rams and you lose a tough one last week. Think of all the losses we've had this year. With the exception of Detroit, every single game we were in with the youngest team in the NFL. And I've been as critical as anyone, but you've got to get to a point where you go, you know what? They're starting to turn the corner. And I'm excited to see Jordan Love's PFF grade because when you look at the statistics, Tim, it says that's a heck of a game. Now, would I be surprised if he grades out in the 60s? No, I wouldn't because that's that's PFF. And once you dig into the tape, you start to see the little things that drop the grade down. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he's in the 80s. I'm excited to see those grades drop later on today. And, of course, we'll cover them on PTA Live tonight at, at 7 Central. But uh, what do you think, Tim? What do you think of the locker room, Bob? I love it. I love the energy, man. This team's behind their quarterback. Um, you were talking about Jair. Do you see Jair in the background? He, <laughs> Jair looked like he was going to take somebody's lunch money. <laughs> But uh, no, man, it's just really cool to, um, you know, to see the guys coming together, rallying around each other. Um, you know, multiple guys went down in this game and uh, nobody batted an eyelash. Everybody, everybody stepped up and played. And, um, you know, we talked about Rashawn. You talked about like these last couple of weeks, a couple of penalties and kind of sticky situations when we didn't need them. You know, I'm trying to word this the right way. I'm. I'm okay with that because if you look at these penalties, like you had the one where, you know, he's lined up on the ball or he's lined up in the neutral zone, you know, whatever. That's a guy chomping at the bit, trying to make a play. Now we had, we had the offsides yesterday, right? So he's a little early. Again, a guy hungry, trying to make a play. I'm okay with those occasional penalties. What I'm not okay with is reckless, stupid penalties that, you know, shoot yourself in the foot penalties where you're not thinking, you know, yeah. Rashawn is an all gas, no break dude, 110% of the time, all the time. And, you know, that's just what you're going to get. You're going to have those every once in a while. Um, but yeah, certainly the the heart and soul and the lifeblood of that locker room, um, Bane Gary for sure. And uh, just great to see the team, you know, in a good mood, celebrating a win. Um, absolutely. If you had to give one game ball away, of course you give it to Jay Money. And I told you, they gave him number 10 because all he throws is dimes. And we're <laughs> starting to see it. It's exciting, man, to see him kind of turn it on. Um, still, you know, like I said, missed a few throws yesterday. But they're to me, they're becoming, like you said on the postgame show, Tim, you nailed it. They're becoming fewer and far between, right? Not, not nowhere near a top 10 quarterback yet, in my opinion, when it comes to accuracy. But – you're starting to see those misses kind of kind of zone in a little bit. He's starting to, you know, like even the throw to Dobbs. And immediately when we shared the video on Twitter, someone responded and said, uh, yeah, how, how long before people t- uh, start saying that he underthrew it or something along those lines? Well, he actually did underthrow it. It's okay to mention that, right? Like if you see it, you got to say it. And you got to tell all the details. Um, so the, the, the one to Dobbs underthrown a touch Dobbs, what a grab dude. Oh my God. I'm, I'm actually going to play a little video in the background here as we chat. You'll see that snatch, um, bro, yeah. the way he snatched that away. Yeah. I mean, you just got to give him credit. Here's the Jaden Reed touchdown, obviously the end around. I love how he pulls up right here. Look, he just coasts. Yeah, bro. I was like, when he, when he let up, I'm like, is he? Yeah. Dang. He's gone. Okay. Right. Cause he bolted around the corner and yeah. it's like, once he knew, yep. And then you got the end zone, the, the Lambo leap. You love it, man. He's embraced this team. Hey, remember last week him pulling everyone together at the locker, right? Yep. 
That's that's a young leader emerging on offense right there. I'm telling you, I can see that being, uh, you know, the 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 Donald driver that you know for for Aaron Rodgers, that guy that's just kind of steady Eddie. Let's get the guys together. I'm not saying he's going to play at Donald driver's level. I mean, that's an all time great in Packer history. There's the catch by Dobbs. You'll see another angle of it right here, Tim. Watch him snatch this. Give me that ball. Now, now well, from that angle, yeah, slightly underthrown. Sure, you, again, another ball we probably want to that back pylon, but that's a quarterback with confidence in a receiver and yeah. knowing that if he puts that ball anywhere in Rome's orbit, that dude is coming down with it. And yeah. and not just the catch, but then the, to tear the ball away at the last second to secure it so you can see the defender about to punch that ball right out of his hands. Watch out. Right there, boom, and he turns – turns that ball and puts it away from him. Rome is so good, man. I, I I know the numbers sometimes they can, you know, numbers don't lie. And, you know, I'm kind of one of those 50-50 guys, you know, PFF grades, stats, those are important. Right. But I look at some of these intangibles and I just look at the way this guy approaches the game. And again, a, a year two re- receiver, man, look at this. Yeah. You know, I mean, physical at the catch point, that's what you want with a guy like that. You know, absolutely. And, you know, the ball to scoot was great, too. Uh, I wish we had that one on loop, too, because he he dropped that one in pretty nice. Um, But, yeah, man, Jordan's looking good. The mistakes are fewer and far between. And when he's missing, he's not missing by by as much. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, Romeo Dobbs is definitely the he's the go to guy when you need to play. Right. Um, When you. You know, like Omer points out right here, Dobbs is the go-to guy in the end. exactly what I was thinking. Wins 50-50 balls and a monster for touchdowns. Like, he is the guy. When you when you got a, a one-on-one coverage, right, not that you don't go to Christian Watson, but they're keying in on Christian Watson, right? You can tell that. What's going to happen now as you – that's, what, two weeks in a row Romeo Dobbs had a touchdown catch, right? You're going to see defenses start to tilt a bit now. So when you put when you put Christian Watson back out there at the boundary X and split him out wide – and you start see if they go single high and they start just shading just a step or two toward Dobbs, what's that going to do for Christian Watson, right? Um, so just stop forcing the ball to him. You seen that yesterday. He wasn't as involved in the game plan. They weren't for that was so good to see Aaron Jones moving that well too, by the way. But they weren't forcing the ball to Christian. And then you seen him get open, obviously get the touchdown. Play to the scheme, right? Play to the open man. That's what we didn't like about the chair route last week where we were love through the interception there in the end zone. Guys, this game could have very well went like it did in Pittsburgh last week at the end. But yeah. this Pittsburgh's game very well could have went like this one did, right? Yeah. Um, it's just uh, hanging in there, and like like Coach LaFleur said, Tim, just uh, continuing to chop, keep chopping. Yeah. Like you said, battle through the injuries. I mean, the, the amount of players that went down yesterday and they just kept fighting. Um, and then Jordan Love, like I said, I mean, you can't say enough about him. What a great performance. This was this is the Jordan Love coming out party game so far. And it's and it's early and he's young. I got you, but really exciting stuff there. Let's go to uh the rock Larry McCarron. He interviewed Matt LaFleur. I'm assuming right after that locker room video we just showed. Let's see what coach had to say to the rock. Sounded like one happy locker room. Yeah, it, it, it was. It's nice to be on the other side of one of those. So we've lost a lot of these this year and um, you know, I, I got to give so much uh, a shout out to our fans. They they really, you could feel their energy at the end of the game, and I thought it made a difference. So I can't thank our fans enough for for showing out and uh, showing up for us and supporting us. 
Jordan Love winning a close one, over 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I, if it's not his finest moment, it's up there. Yeah, I thought he played a pretty clean game. I'm certainly there's a couple plays, as always, you'd like to have back, but I thought all in all, uh, he definitely carried us today. Uh, he, he played outstanding, made some clutch plays. Obviously, the one to Rome at the end of the game with some pressure in his face, uh, and that was a great job by Romeo going up. We talk about being aggressive, and he went up and snatched the football. How about all your young receivers, Wicks, Reed, Watson, Kraft, Romeo, all making plays at critical times? Yeah, uh, all those guys. It was great to see Tucker get loose on the sideline. I thought he, I thought he scored there for a minute. Um, Wicks, obviously, uh, he, he got hit on that play, and... Uh, to, to create and break that tackle and put us in scoring position was absolutely critical. So I thought he did a great job. Um, all those guys, Jay Reed showed up, giving him the ball three times, um, and we needed it, quite frankly, especially with our running back situation. Matt, what was it like when you go out for the second half? And this is professional football. You have one healthy, available running back. What was that like? I don't know if I've ever experienced that before. So, and then uh, the other guy that we had was Josiah DeGuara as a protection back, and, and he was kind of dinged up as well. So uh, i got to give A.J. Dillon a ton of credit. I know those yards were tough to come by today, but I thought he battled, and for him to be available for our team was absolutely critical. You won the turnover battle, and defensively, one of four in the red zone. Kenny Clark... Rashawn Gary and a host of others coming up with big plays. Yeah, absolutely. I thought our defense played really well. That's a really explosive offense, and that's one of the best quarterbacks in this game, and, and Justin Herbert. And I was really proud of our guys. Um, we got we generated a lot of pressure on him all day, um, and and we've had a lot of injuries and attrition in the back end as well. And for those guys to step up and step in, guys like Carrington Valentine and. Um, Corey Ballantyne and Anthony Johnson and Jonathan Owens to, to go in there and battle Keyshawn Nixon just to give great effort down in and down out. Uh, that was huge for us. You guys, speaking of which, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, kept them under control, kind of contained, with three rookies starting back there. Kind of contained. <laughs> Keenan got loose on us quite a bit. It looked like three rookies. Think about that. I know the video isn't done. Think about it. three rookies. Anthony Johnson Jr. playing free safety, right? Jonathan Owens, who was graded out as one of the worst safeties in the league last year, right? And I don't think he had a great game, me personally. Um, looking forward to watching the tape and, and, you know, seeing what PFF says. Corey Ballantyne and Carrington Ballantyne. Can we get some damn respect on Joe Barry's name? That's all I got to say. Ball and bow, like, baby. Uh, Tell him. They were certainly going to target him, and we knew that. And um, But I, I think the story of the game was the red zone defense to keep him out of the end zone. Uh, obviously, coming away with that, that fumble recovery at the, you know in the fourth quarter, that was huge. Um, just enough to, to find a way to win. All in all, a huge step in the right direction for your football team. Yeah, it's, I think it's just it's tough. I mean, that's this league, and every game is going to usually come down to – uh, one possession. That's how it's built, and it's nice to be on the other side of one. I, th I thought, like, just the ability to go there and finish the game was, was critical for us. Obviously, we'd like to have done it offensively, got a little conservative right there, and uh, but our defense was playing well, and they, they made the plays when we had to have them. 
onto the Lions, and this week got a lot more fun. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround, Larry. We were right back in the office uh, grinding tape and, and getting a plan together. Uh, you got a short week, obviously. But to play on Thanksgiving is a, sp a special opportunity, um, being the only game on in that window. And, uh, you know, we got a lot to play for. Love it. We got a lot to play for, man. The, the whole world's going to be watching. Look at the rock holding holding them two microphones with that. I wonder if you used that pinky to help hold that other <laughs> microphone. My man has been overcoming his whole life. <laughs> what do you uh what do you think of uh of what coach said there, Tim? Um, you know, I think it's very telling. Uh I I, I like the uh you know the realness and the rawness of the interview where he admitted that, you know, Keenan Allen got away from us a little bit there, um, you know, kind of down the stretch. Um, but hey, that's a top tier uh wide out and uh, you know, Justin Herbert is not a not an average quarterback. So, you know, that was to be expected, but uh, I think he was spot on. I think our rookies, you know, they answered, they answered the call, man, in this game. Um, and this was a team victory all around. It's important to remember that, you know, we, we had some stars in this game, but man, a lot of role players really stepped up and just did their jobs today. Um, you know, I was thinking about Watson. We were talking about, about Scoot and his game, you know, he had a couple catches. We weren't forcing him the ball. You know, what I think it's important to remember, man, is, you know, we had the the joke where Emilio said he's a good blocker. Yeah. And it's like, well, that that blocking, I don't know if I'm sure we'll get it in Chalk Talk, but Jaden Reed got a touchdown on a on a Christian Watson uh, block sealing that that edge there. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's those little things that matter, you know, and a lot of receivers. Let me tell you, if you're a young wide receiver in the NFL, the last thing on earth you're thinking about doing is blocking somebody. You're trying to you're trying to make a catch or, you know, get on the highlight reel. And uh, it just says a lot about a young player, I believe, you know, to see Christian just do those those little things and execute them well. And, um, yeah, you know, if he doesn't hit his block on that play, maybe maybe Reed doesn't turn that corner. So, you know, there's things that we need to uh, look at and um, be grateful for, man. This young team is playing together. And uh, I don't care what anyone says, man, this game on Thursday is totally winnable by this Packers team right yeah. now. I've got to get started on the tape <clears throat> because uh, I remember there was a bubble screen that they threw to either Jaden Reed or Dontavian Wicks and Christian Watson was blocking. I know that for sure. Everything yeah, that might've been the play I'm thinking of. Yeah. It, it, it might not have been the Reed touchdown. Yeah. And, and I heard a lot of people talking about Musgrave on, on that, uh, that Reed end around. So uh, everybody just starting to, Finally get their feet under them. It's exciting. I, I'll tell you what made me a little nervous was when, when Larry asked him about uh, going in with going into the second half with only one running back. And the the first name out of LaFleur's mouth was Josiah DeGuara. And yeah. I kind of cringed a little. Hey. But, you know, we talked about that. Like, hey, who would you, in a pinch, who would you want to convert to running back? That was that was not the first name that you thought of, Clayton. No. It, it certainly it, wasn't the name I thought of. It was the first name I thought of. It honestly was Tim. I'm like, okay, because you immediately think fullback, right? You right. think of Peyton Hillis. You think of Mike Allstop back in the day before they realized, oh, we should give him the ball more. Um, I immediately yeah. thought him, and I went, no, no, Jaden, no. Reed, Jaden Reed's the guy. <laughs> like, I, I didn't want no part of it. But you watch, they'll put him in there, and it'll be like John Coon. It'll be, you know, if you if you need two yards, he'll get you two yards. If you need three yards, he'll get you two yards. It's just the way it is, right? Right. Doug with the uh, with the chat here says, Dobbs' hands always amazes me in in age when every catch uh, can be overturned by video, especially catches with the body, Dobbs catches 
just always look clean. There's, you're absolutely right. There's never any question about whether or not he's got possession, especially when he goes to the ground. Um, Jim Tyson in the chat, appreciate you, buddy. He said, do you have the tape of the play that Jones got hurt? I swear when I watched it, that guy that tackled him gave him an extra push after he was down. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. I know I didn't. I hate watching bones break. That's like one of my things. Like I can, I've seen some pretty gory stuff in my life. Blood doesn't bother me. You know, I don't want to go into detail, but anyway, blood doesn't bother me. But when I see a bone snap mm, and when he got bent backwards, I immediately was just like, whoa, I don't, I don't even want to look at that. It looked bad. When I seen him walking down that tunnel, Tim, into the locker room, I was going, what, what was it? What happened? I mean, like he, he seriously thought the same thing. He was in tears. And a lot of times when you have a devastating injury, your emotions just take over. It's not something where you're, oh, the pain's so bad. I'm crying. Right. Typically it's like, it's a, it's a reaction your body has kind of like Joey Bosa yesterday. Right. Same exact thing. Your body reacts to it. You've seen another one. Everybody goes, oh, they're weak. They shouldn't be crying. Blah, blah, blah. Luke Keekley one of the toughest linebackers in the history of the game, one of the smartest linebackers in the history of the game, played for Carolina, right? When he blew his knee up there toward the end of his career, same thing, just emotions took over. So when I seen Jonesy, right, here's the video actually. When I seen Jonesy kind of get emotional, I was like, oh, no, this might be the end of Aaron Jones. Thank goodness it wasn't. There he is. Look at him. Looking good, boys. Looking good. No crutch, no nothing. No, not, I didn't even see a limp. A little I'm, I'm assuming an MRI or something today just to mm-hmm. confirm, you know, hopefully. Hopefully it's nothing, but I totally agree, Clayton. You know, we talked about it yesterday. You know, sometimes in real time, something can happen. And, you know, your, your initial reaction, because you don't know, you know, like I. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. I remember kicking years ago when I was in high school, man, and I, I popped my IT band on my kicking leg. And when it happened, it made a loud pop and it hurt like an SOB. And I thought for sure I like, pop my hip out of socket or something and I was screwed and you know clearly it wasn't that serious I was okay within a few hours I was feeling better the pain had you know subsided but man when that happened I was convinced I screwed myself up you know and it's like I can totally see that with these players man you're on the field your knee twists funny you got a you know a 300 pound 
beast landing on you or something like, yeah, I can see an initial reaction. You think, Oh my gosh. And you know, a guy like Aaron Jones where, you know, he's approaching that, that stage of his career, let's be honest, you know, and you know, running backs don't particularly play extremely long careers usually um, unless you're like Adrian Peterson or something. But um, you know, Jonesy, I think that was, that was a lot of emotion of him kind of thinking, Oh crap. How much time am I going to miss now, you know, after trying to work back from this hammy and all this other stuff? So let's keep an eye on Jonesy going forward here, because if this team sneaks in, he's going to be a weapon that we're going to need, uh, you know, for that uh, postseason football that might be coming our way. Hold on to that sliver of hope. The Vikings Vikings helped us last night by by taking that L. We're actually going to wrap up with that, guys. Believe it or not, the uh, the Packers are the number eight seed right now. <laughs> now it's a couple games out, to the best of my knowledge, right? You got got to yeah. have some things go your way. But again, it's not about the playoffs this year, right? It's right. about just getting better. It's just exciting that here we are, in, getting ready to go into December, right? And there's a good chance that the Packers are going to be playing meaningful football in December in a rebuild year, right? And yes, it's a rebuild year. And by the way, did anybody see Russell Douglas go off yesterday? I'm just saying. Um, my goodness, that guy. It, I'm happy yeah. we got the dub. We're, we're 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 trying to move on from that. I just find myself in a situation, Tim, where I'm like, if we end up somehow, some way, going into the final week of the season, and it takes a win to get into the playoffs, and we traded away our best player on defense for a third round pick, not even a third or fourth, I'm gonna lose my mind, bro. I'm gonna. Lose, I'm telling you, it's just like. Anyway, it's positive, man. It's a victory Monday. Nick McSwain said, remember a few weeks ago, they couldn't even get a first down in the first quarter. They've came a long way and progressed a lot. Very well said, man. Very well said. Deadfish says Packers got four number four receivers. Just get four catches each per game and we'll be fine. Spread the ball around and keep defenses guessing. I agree with what you're saying there on the backside, but Deadfish actually, according to PFF and some of the other numbers, like when you look at uh, passer rating when targeted, you look at uh, yards per target, those type of things, it's actually a lot better than that. Musgrave, according to uh, passer rating when targeted and yards per target, is a top 10 tight end right now, right? And those are stats that are important to me because when you throw him the ball, when you target him, what are the results? And then compare that across the league. To me, that's a very important statistic. Now, the other guys, um, obviously Dobbs, grades out as a, as a very good number two receiver, according to PFF, as far as where he ranks, you know, somewhere in the forties, like early forties, probably, probably going to climb now, to be honest with you, Tim. Um, and then you got Jaden Reed who grades out as a number two, Dontavian Wicks who grades out as a number two. It's pretty exciting, man. When Christian Watson gets hot and maybe yesterday was kind of a, the early signs of that. Um, I think what you got where you're saying four number fours, I think you've actually got three or four number twos and, that's that's a pretty good place to be for a young football team. And again, Tim, the thing I keep going back to, man, the way Jordan Love got fiery in that game and started going after his guys a little bit, I was so happy to see that fans didn't approach it the same way they did with Aaron Rodgers, right? Because you need that in a quarterback. You need him to rattle cages. He's the leader on the team. Not to be an a-hole, but to, hey, look, hey, I need you. I'm counting on you. I need you right here. What it's going to do is remove the noise, heighten the sensitivity just a little bit, right? and get them right on their A game. And I don't think he did it in a, in a negative way. I just think it was good to see when someone made a mistake, he's getting on them. You need that, Tim. you got to have that in any organization 
If you don't have someone, first, you've got to lead by example. Jordan did that yesterday. And second, you've got to be willing to build the relationship, build the friendship, the working environment, so that when you do it, it's coming from a place of love, respect, and, hey, I need you here, rather than this idiot doesn't know what he's doing, right? So they can look deceiving to us as fans, you know, from yes. that bird's eye view, right? And we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. That That's only a problem. You know, that type of, um, you know, like you said, getting after your teammate, that's only a problem when you don't have that cohesiveness in the locker room. That's only a problem when you've got guys in the locker room looking at the quarterback like, who's this guy think he is? You exactly. know, like, right. You know, they have that attitude. We don't have that in Green Bay. We've got guys that are supporting each other. And so in the heat of battle in the in, you know, in the heat of the war out there in between the lines. Yeah, we saw a little fire from Jay Love and I and I absolutely love it. <laughs> no pun intended. Maybe it is intended. Yeah, but uh, you know, and those guys know it. If you're getting chewed out, that's your quarterback wanting more from you. That's all it is. He's trying to pull a little bit more out of you and motivate you and uh, build you up. It's not a it's not an arrogance thing. It's not a I'm better than you thing. It's a teammate picking up another teammate, period, you know. And uh you know, the quarterback's the leader. I don't care what team you're on. Your quarterback is your leader out there, certainly on offense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I love it. It's about time. You know, we've been waiting for that for a while, actually, mm -hmm. uh, from Jordan. And I think um, he's coming into his own now. I think he's starting to feel like a starter. You yes. know what I mean? As we're at this point in the season, he's starting to feel like this is what this is. You know, we talked about this week in, week out. He's never had this experience. Now we're here and we've seen progress. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to feel bad about being excited about my team, man. This is this is fun to watch, man. This is when we're hosting uh, or hoisting the Lombardi in a couple of years, guys, and we're celebrating partying like it's 2010 again. <laughs> we're going to think of moments like this. Yeah. We're going to go back and we're going to remember the bumps in the roads, the struggles and what it takes to get there, because that's. That's what builds championship teams, man. Nobody, nobody just plays their way into championships right out of the bat. You know, right. you you got to build yourself up and uh, find out who your players are and who's really w willing to lay it out on the line for each other out there. And um, you know, I'm just excited for this young team. I really am. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's something that Brett talked about. He said when they won the Super Bowl, he said I'm standing up on the podium, and I remember thinking, "Is this it? Is this it?" Because the highlight for him was you know, was the ride up, right? Was the getting the job done, all the struggles all through the season and leaning on the guys and, and everybody kind of coming together and making it happen. And then when they finally win the championship, when the Super Bowl, he's like, man, this is it. Like, isn't there, isn't there enough, is there something else next week? Like, you know what I mean? That type of thing. Pretty cool. Another thing talking about people, get, you know, teammates getting on each other or coaches getting on each other, whatever. Um, Vince Lombardi. Um, I think, I can't remember what, I think it was in America's game. Jerry Kramer tells a story. And uh, I'm sure I'll botch it. I'm going to try to give you the gist, but I think it was, it was either the 1966 Packers or the 67 Packers America's game episode. Absolutely phenomenal. But he said that he had a penalty or move jumped in practice and Lombardi jumped down his throat. He said, he said a high schooler has the attention span of, uh, of what do he say? Five seconds. Um, the, uh, I think a middle, what do he say? A, a seventh grader is uh, four seconds. And, you know, whatever, a second grader is three seconds. What's that make you? And he said it put me – 
he said it put me checking my shoe shine. He said he was in the back looking down at his shoes, you know, all depressed and everything in the locker room. And he said, uh, he said, I'm thinking, man, I, I'm going to be out of this league soon. I can't, I can't do this. I can't play it. And then he said Lombardi walked by him, put it, rubbed, put his hand on the back of his neck and said, someday you're going to be the best guard in football. And he's walked off. He said, man. It, it, and then you fast forward, what happened? The, the QB sneak, right? The, uh, the dive play, the wedge play that they called that was supposed to go to Chuck Mercine in the ice bowl. You know, Bart keeps it for the sneak. Who threw the key block? Jerry Kramer. Right. Right. So you've got to have that. You got, I mean, you've got to check people. You got to, you got to keep everybody just at the peak level. Right. That goes with anything, business, anything. Um, right. And it's all about love and respect. And like I said, you've got to earn that respect before you can do it. I think Jordan is getting to the point now where his teammates are like, okay, th- we can follow this guy for sure. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times if you, if you have to check someone, it shows that you care too. You know, mm-hmm. we, you know, parents do it with their kids all the time. Right. So like, I think it just shows, um, you know, the belief that guys have in each other in this team, you know, to, to be able to take a little bit of a little heat from your quarterback and not get all upset and just you use that for that motivation that is supposed to be. And, you know, guys stepped up, man. And again, salute to Jordan for stepping up as a leader too. You know, everyone leads in different ways. You know, Jordan's not going to lead this team like Aaron did, you know, Jordan's going to have his own style of leadership. And honestly, I think he's still developing that right now as we go here in his first first season as a starter and you know i'm liking what i'm seeing so far yeah for sure uh josh martin says dob seven touchdowns so far tied for third with four others seven touchdowns already so he's on pace i would say somewhere around between 10 and 12 tuds something like that it's a good year for a receiver man scoring wise no doubt about it um omer in the chat said we need wicks to be okay for thursday concussion and uh jire and ford back that would be awesome to get those two guys back um, I, I'm eager to see Anthony Johnson Jr.'s grade. I'm telling you, man, that pass in the end zone where he he led with his shoulder, it was a clean play, just a good hard hit. I didn't expect Anthony Johnson Jr. to hit like that. I thought he's going to be more of a cover guy, that type of thing. Being being able to get in there, and I know it didn't affect the play per se, but there's people watching that on tape too going, hey, watch out, watch out for 36 back there. He reminds you of the other 36 back in the day. He might he might take a lick on you, right? That I mean, it goes into – Goes into play with receivers trying to hang on the ball, especially when you're going over the middle like that. Playing back there with Jo, you know, Jo's a he's oh, a he's a he's a hitter, right? So you know, maybe maybe Ant Johnson got a little bit of that from from a couple teammates and add a little pop to that game. Yeah, look at this, David. David in the chat said, uh, "I'm assuming he's saying, what are we drinking this morning with the playoff talk?" Hey, buddy, I don't know, I don't know what you mean by that exactly, but. That's it is okay. what it is. We'll that time right stamp it. Screen, screenshot this and timestamp it when we're when yeah. we're in the wild card game this year. There's nobody guaranteeing they make the playoffs. We're just pointing out they're one spot out. So if you want to continue to uh, you know harp on the fact that they're having a down year and they're not even in the hunt, then hey, you do your thing, man. Do your thing. I, who am I to tell you how to fan, right? So yeah, if that means we're drinking something, pointing out that they're the number, they're one spot out of the playoffs, then hey. Top me off, bartender. Hit me again. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we got a tough stretch here. Uh, you know, Detroit and Kansas City, right? Back to back, both primetime games against, um, you know, good teams. Let's face it, good teams. Um, but after that, guys, that five game stretch, I don't, I'm not scared of any of those opponents at all. And there's no reason the Packers couldn't rattle off a, a streak there. Um, but it starts by getting a win Thursday and winning two in a row finally. So, yeah. you know, I'm optimistic, man. And they're not out. 
they're not out. You know, most teams in a rebuild year are, they're like, at this point of the season, it's all bad. <laughs> There's like one win. So <laughs> for a re- like you said, Clayton, for a rebuild, this I'm I'm happy with where we're at and where and where we're heading is more right. important, right? All we wanted we wanted improvement. That's all we wanted to see, and you're starting to see it now, right? It doesn't mean you're going to make the playoffs. It doesn't mean that you're going to c- compete for a you know a, a division championship next year. What it means is you're taking steps in the right direction. And again, the the number one goal this year is to evaluate Jordan and go, okay, is Jordan Love the guy of the future? Yesterday. He, he took one more step, another step, three weeks in a row. In my opinion, he took steps in the right direction to say this might be the guy. Um, and that's that's all we can ask for, in my opinion. Omer in the chat said, hi, Diesel. Yeah, we got the Diesel. Thing. Got it, man, in the cup. It's actually my second cup, so I'm fired up. I got it this morning. I'm about Tim. to get my second cup here soon. Bro, I only got about five hours of sleep. And I went this morning. I went, oh, hey, man, it's Victory Monday. Let's get up at it. You know what I'm saying? Let's roll. Uh, Steve is real in the chat says Anthony Johnson Jr. is a hitter and I love it. We need a hitter like this on this defense, especially when you're playing those, you know, that shell look, because the goal is keep everything in front of you, which means there's going to be a lot of digs underneath. There's going to be a lot of post patterns underneath. You need that receiver thinking, oh, yeah, that guy's over there. Um, Rudy is kind of that guy. Right. That's why I would rather have Rudy back there. But I wouldn't be opposed to Rudy playing down in the box a little bit more and having Anthony Johnson Jr. over the top. That's the combo I want to see, Tim. I know it hasn't worked out this year. It's always been, you know, uh, when Rudy misses, Anthony Johnson Jr. is back there, and you got J.O. J.O. stayed healthy. I'm not saying I want J.O. to get hurt. I'm just saying if there is a situation this year where J.O. isn't available and Rudy and Anthony Johnson Jr. is, I'm eager to see that safety tandem together. And then you got J.O. to put in the box if you go big nickel, pick dime, whatever you want. Especially uh, looking forward back, you know, to next year and, and beyond, right? Like J.O.'s here on a one-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Savage is probably gone right next year. So, who does that leave us with? Let's just say Jo maybe isn't here, then we might have Ford and Ant Johnson as our safeties, right? So, be interesting to see how things play out. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, Omer in the chat says, uh, "Win against Detroit, they're right back in the race, and with the week schedule ahead, if you can get like Tim said through through Detroit and Kansas City." And if you win one of those two somehow, some way, I'm really liking our chances down the stretch of possibly getting in the playoffs because it's all about momentum, guys. We've seen it in 2010, right? And I'm not saying that they could go on a Super Bowl run here. I, all I'm pointing out is no one in 2010 was saying that team right there is one to watch. No one was, mainly because of all the injuries. I remember by it was like week six. I was like, man, this sucks. There's no – yeah, season's over. You had Jermichael go down. You had Ryan Grant go down. You had all these people go down. I'm pretty sure it was the year Ryan Grant went down. And uh, it was just like James Starks in the backfield. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We I, I can't even remember who was playing at tight end that year with Jermichael being out. Um, so you just uh, you got to kind of sit back, enjoy the ride, right? Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here in the chat. Uh, Boz points out, great point here. He said, look at how Denver turned it around after going one and five. What's to say we can't? Denver last night beating beating the Minnesota Vikings, right? And now they're are they five and five now? Am, am I thinking right? Tim? I believe so. Yeah. Yep. So they're, uh, they're right there, man, knocking on the on the doorstep of the AFC, which is wild. I've been as critical of Sean Payton as anyone, but there seem it seems like they're starting to put it together for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else we got here before we go to some statistics. I wanted to hit on. Uh, let's see here. Number one Packer fan in the house. See what he had to say. 
He said, not into comparing players, but I see a little more Devontae in Dobbs. I have always thought it thought it was there. There was a comparison uh, to Devontae and Dobbs uh, would be it. You know, there was a lot of a lot of similarities that first year. Everybody was talking about how Dobbs was creating separation off the line. I remember the release. I remember him burning Jair deep. I remember him burning Eric Stokes deep. Eric Stokes getting getting frustrated and slamming his helmet down. So his release package, I'm not saying it's Devontae Adams level, but if there's anybody on this team that has a has the best release package, it's him in my opinion. Now, Tay Wicks could pass him pretty soon. Tay Wicks has got an awesome release package. But you've got that. And then late hands like you've seen in that touchdown catch and being able to just have strong hands catch, you know, make hands catches, which is wild, Tim, because he had drop issues that first camp bad. And what happened? There was reports coming out. I remember Ryan talking about on the Packernet podcast, talking about Dobbs was staying after practice and, like, catching 100, 200 balls off the judge machine, right? He was a guy that was not going to be denied. That's another leader in this locker room is Romeo Dobbs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a young, young leader on a young team, right? You know, a lot of these second-year players, man, they, they're kind of – you know, they're looked at as vets in a in a scenario like this, right, where we don't have a lot of like true veteran leadership. So guys who have got a year under their belt playing in the NFL, you know, a lot of these rookies, that's who they have to look up to. And it, it might be working to our advantage because when you're a second year player, you're not you're not that far removed from your rookie season. You know, Rome remembers what it was like last year to have to struggle and, you know, you got to work through some things. So. You know, hopefully he's leading by example. I think he is. And it says a lot about him. You know, it's like you can admit you have a problem. That's the first step. And then the second step is doing what you got to do to correct it. And if Rome was hitting that jugs machine, you know, every free free second he had, you know, it's just like the boys up front that stayed after practice every day at camp last year. You know, you, you got to want it more than everyone else. And you got to be willing to do the extra things. And um, it's showing in Romeo's game, you know, and the route running has always been a strong suit for him. Now the hands have come along, you know, my goodness, watch out, man. Um, and that, that can be said about a lot of our young guys, too. But, yeah, kudos to Romeo Dobbs for putting in that work, man. Definitely. Gary in the chat says, I'll admit Love is playing better, but he still has trouble with the long ball. He had it again yesterday. Receiver had his guy beat, but Love threw it short. Uh, receiver had to slow up. Uh, slow up the ball was defended. Yeah, you still see it, Gary. I think that's a very, very fair assessment. Um, what's what's like cool is, like Tim said, you're starting to see it close in a little bit, though. You're, you're starting to zero it in a little bit better. And I understand that's still an incompletion. It could still be an interception if underthrown. The Dobbs touchdown was underthrown a touch, right? Dobbs made a play on it. Um, so with that being said, yeah, the, the deep accuracy is still an issue. But also think about if he hits on two of those balls that he overthrows, right? Think about that on the deep shots. He has an absolutely perfect game. So right now he had a very good game, even missing on those throws. But you're right. That's the thing he needs to work on for sure. And he knows that, you know, he don't need a bunch of knuckleheads like us, a bunch of unathletic knuckleheads on a podcast saying, Hey, you need to work on that deep ball. I promise you it's on the forefront. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's a, I think it's a fair assessment, Gary. If he gets that together, man, look out. We might have a something. We might have a something. Steve in the chat says, uh, Anthony Johnson Jr. and Rudy should be our starting safeties. I completely agree. I would get very, very excited if that was the case. Deadfish in the chat says, playoffs 65% if you win six more games. 65%. 65%. Murphy, uh, Mark Murphy completely agrees, my man. Let's do this, Tim. Let's go to some statistics real quick, and we'll come back to the chat. So we're going to rattle through them real quick, and I just want to kind of get your take. Obviously, the offensive box score, we're not going to read everything off. 
But uh, let's pick one player here that kind of sticks out. I'll let you go first, okay? And you can use Jordan. You can use whoever. When you look at the offensive box score here from yesterday's game, what pops to you? What's the one person that stands out? As I scan over here, um, yeah, I think, you know, obviously Jordan, that's probably the the easiest thing to see here. Yeah. Um, the numbers look a lot better. Um, but you know what? I think, uh, you know, Wicks and, and Dobbs stand out too, especially Tay Wicks, man. Yeah. The targets are coming up, um, you know, almost 100 yards, three receptions. You know, that's another guy we're going to see continue to just improve week to week to week. And, uh, again, hopefully um, – you know, he clears protocol here on a short week because that is a weapon we're going to need on Thursday for yeah. sure to to really have a shot um, at beating Detroit. But, um, yeah, I would I would definitely say if it's not wrong or if it's not uh, Jay Money, it's definitely Tay Wicks for me, I think, stand out. Yeah, the two that stick out to me and trying to kind of dig a little bit deeper, right, is uh, Jaden Reed you know, having the three carries for 46 yards and then also having the four catches for 46 yards. Of course, he had the touchdown run there as well. When you couldn't get the running game going, Jaden Reed gave you that spark on the ground. If Imagine if those plays don't happen, right? First of all, you miss out on that tutter, not that you wouldn't get one a different way. But if that doesn't happen, imagine how loose that defense can play against the pass. But just, you know, okay, we're hitting our head against the wall in the running game. Obviously, Aaron Jones – uh what do you have? Four carries for four or for, yeah, let's see, four carries for 14 yards. AJ Dillon, 14 carries for 29 yards, only averaged two yards a carry. So when you see that, if you don't have that end around, if you don't have that game, that quick action game to Jaden Reed, that defense can really kind of sit back and zero in on the pass. On top of that, too, I know AJ Dillon's rushing game was, was abysmal, right? The run blocking wasn't there. It's obvious it wasn't there for Aaron Jones. It wasn't there for Emmanuel Wilson. It wasn't there for AJ Dillon. But if you look in the receiving game, A.J. Dillon got some crucial, crucial catches in this game. He was targeted four times and had four catches. Absolutely awesome. Averaged eight yards of reception, uh, four catches for 32 yards. Um, that one long of 20, Tim. I'm telling you, if you, I know on Chalk Talk there's going to be at least one of those plays that pops up because it's like that was a key moment, A.J. Dillon in the passing game, because they don't expect it, right? right. It's not been on tape much. He's not considered a receiving back. So, those are the two that stick out to me. Jaden Reed on the ground. It's just funny. We're talking about Jaden Reed running the ball really well and AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon catching it. But that's what you got to do to win in the league, man. You've got to, you, you got to kind of think outside of the box in that regard. So yeah. as far as offense, where do we rank now? Okay. To the best of my knowledge, these numbers have been updated. These are team statistics. Okay. We're going to talk about the team statistics for a minute. So offensive points per game. Okay. Green Bay is now sitting. In the number 20 spot, top for 20, they're averaging 20.7 uh, points per game, okay? Now, over the, the last game, obviously, they scored 23 points. At home, they have scored, what, 18.2 points. On the road, they've scored 22.2 points on the road, right? Now, to put that into perspective, we're only averaging 20.2 um, points per game, right? Last year, we averaged 21.8 points per game, so we're almost up to that level where we were last year. Right. Obviously, the last three games were averaging 20.7. So right there where the numbers sit. Now, when you go to points per play, this is to me, this is a very, very, very important statistic because it filters out. When you talk about points per game, Tim, time of possession might have cut that out for you. Um, you know, starting point on the field where let's say you started in, within your own five, not that it necessarily applied last week or this week, rather. But if you start within your own five, you might have to run the ball a couple of times out of a heavy eye or something to get you a little bit of 
room to breathe, that's obviously going to help or going to hurt your your points per play as well, right? So, or your points per game. With points per play, it gives you a better gauge. They're 16th in the league, a little bit better, right? At .328, all right? To put that into perspective, last year in 2022, they were .352. Okay, over the last three games, slightly worse than what their 2023 average is. So in points per play, the last three games, they've been a little bit down. Okay, but obviously on the year starting to turn it up. Um, I want to see them get closer to that top 10 in that stat. Now let's go to yards per play. Okay, these are the amount of yards they get per play ran. Right. They currently sit 15th at 5.2 over the last three games, 5.8. Why are the points per play lower than the yards per play? Think of the red zone interception last week, right? Think of those situations where we're getting too aggressive. You miss an extra point or have an extra point blocked. Now you're having to go for the touchdown late in the game as opposed to the field goal. Imagine how that would come into play with both points per game and yards per play. It's why it's important to look at all three of those, in my opinion, and get a good feel for that. But uh, any of those statistics you want me to hit back on, anything stick out to you? Um, No, I just think it – I mean, what sticks out is being, you know, here we're talking about yards per play, kind of just right in the middle there of the league. You know, I think a lot of these categories that we end up in show the promise that this team truly has, because, again, in a rebuild, we should you should have to scroll all the way down to the bottom to find us, you know, in a lot of these categories. That's what rebuilding teams look like. You know, they look terrible. I mean, we don't look terrible, guys. You know, and yeah, the there there's some games we should have won this year, you know, and um, we'd like to have those back, but we can't. But I think this team is trending upwards, and it's we're seeing it. We're seeing it right here, you know, right here on the on stats and PFF. We can see it. So, um, just excited, man. Happy happy to be here, cheering for this team. Yeah, for sure. Um, Daniel Wheeling too. Hey. Is it Whelan or Whalen? I've heard I've heard people say it both ways. Of course, I heard Mark Sanchez, Sanchez saying I said Sanchez. Listen to me. Um, I heard Mark Sanchez saying Dubs all day yesterday. But uh, well, did you Mark Sanchez look like he he had a long night at the bar? He's still slightly he concussed from the butt fumble, I believe, over a decade ago. Man, I like when they put him up, and it's like. Mark Sanchez played 15 years in the NFL. It's like didn't play good, but he played. Right, but he played. It is true. He, he knows more than us. We know that. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to drag. I'm not going to drag Sanchez, but um, he looked like he needed uh, he needed to visit a barber or something. I'll just <laughs> give him a little friendly ribbon. Uh, <laughs> he looked like he had a long night. He had that that five o'clock shadow, 10 o'clock shadow going on. Yeah. And that <laughs> Sunday morning burp, too. You know, you yeah. the trash cans next to the bed. You know what I'm saying? I've never yeah. been there. I don't know anything about it. But uh Let's see. Uh, let's do this. Um, I like this right here. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Red Mo says, Willing is Dylan. Willing and Dylan. I love it, dude. Hey, I'm telling you, though, Tim, he's he's somewhat of a weapon back. I, I need to look up those stats for PTA Live tonight. If you'll remind me, um, I'd like to see where he ranks among uh, uh, other punters in the game because, man, that was when they let – I can't even remember his name now uh, – O'Donnell. When they let him yeah. go at camp, I was going, what the heck are we doing? Yeah. So – Hey, the holds have been great, right? The punts have been great. I, I need to look and see where he ranks because we uh, we definitely found us one. Kudos to Goody. You hear me criticize him over Rasul, but kudos to Goody there. Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, Dontavian Wicks. Dontavian Wicks, again, I'm going to flash it up one more time, an unsung hero yesterday. Three catches for 91 yards, guys. That, that catch and run late in the game, absolutely huge. Um, let's go to the defensive side now. 
Tim, defensive box score. I'll go first so I don't put you on the spot. The thing that sticks out to me here, it's a bit of a negative, and I'm just going to say it. Jonathan Owens with eight tackles. When I watched the game and keying in on Owens, I wasn't impressed with him. I was surprised to see he had so many tackles. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe PFF will prove me wrong, but it just felt like he didn't have a good game. Campbell was all over the place, obviously. But the big one here, if you look at Rashawn Gary's stat line, he only has a sack and you know one tackle for a loss, two quarterback hits. It don't seem like much. But, man, he was getting pressure yesterday. Um, if it hadn't been for the penalty, he'll probably grade out in the 70s. If it hadn't been for the penalty, he probably would grade out in the mid to mid to upper 80s, I would imagine, because it, it felt like he had a pretty good game. And Preston Smith just steady Eddie, man, two quarterback hits. But what sticks out to you here on the uh, on the box score defensively? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take yours there, Jo, because it, it the, you see those numbers and we watch watch the game. It's like, did we even get the vibe that that he was having a great game? And maybe it's just because the plays that he missed on, he missed pretty bad. And those kind of right. kind of stick out to you a little bit more. Um, but um, also, um, you know, LVN LVN was in there a couple times on, uh, you know, really nice um, against uh, run fit. He was really good. Um, and then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Kingsley and Igbari, you know, at the bottom of the list there, kind of jump, jumps out to me. He had that uh, – he had a brilliant play that that his oh, that solo tackle we had was a beautiful tackle for a loss. So um, – He had a big moment too, right, if I remember yeah. correctly. I remember at the time going – I came up off the couch. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. I was fired up. And I'll tell you, you know, Preston Smith, man, very quietly just having himself a solid year. And there's a lot of things that that guy does out on the field that don't show up on a stat sheet, even in an era like that we live in now, where there's a, a stat sheet for pretty much everything, you know, like how many times a guy blew his nose during a game or, you know, <laughs> did he, did he scratch his butt or whatever? I mean, we keep track of everything, but I'm telling you, there's certain things that, that he just brings, whether it's holding contain, whether it's, you know, Preston's always good for a batted ball too. I mean, it was great to see, um, Kenny Clark get that hand on the ball there at the end, but wouldn't have surprised me if it was Preston again with that type of play. Um, so uh, very quietly again, having himself, I'll, I'll say, I don't know if I'm going to say a great year, but a solid year, man. And that's, that's what he's here to do, right? You know, be an example to these young guys on this team and uh, steady Eddie, like you said. So um, tip of the cap to Preston Smith for sure. Yeah. And Carrington Valentine with the three pass breakups. I mean, that 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 dude is only going to get better. I would be very 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 surprised if he takes a step back. I mean, he just seems like he every game you you see, now you've seen him get cooked by Quentin Johnson, right? Obviously, heck of a receiver. I shouldn't say a heck of a receiver. Got a lot of speed. Quentin Johnson's that vertical guy, right? I don't know why he pulled up. I don't know if you've seen Valentine. He just kind of like the thought was the play was over, and then realized, oh crap! Luckily, he dropped it. But uh, you know, I think that you're you're going to see him kind of grow through some of these, like the penalty last week, right, the pass interference penalty where he grabbed the jersey, things like that. I think he's going to uh, continue trending in the right direction. I think that's exciting too. And, and again, that's one thing you could say about the Russell Douglas trade. Um, you know, Bill Parcells used to call people that aren't a part of your future plans progress stoppers, right? So what it really says about Goody and maybe even Lafleur, if, if he's doing the evaluating as well, is they looked up and said, you know what? We think Carrington can be as good as Russell Douglas, right? Let's let's go ahead and get through those growing pains right now, right? When you look at it from that perspective, it kind of makes sense. I'm just like I said, I am going to be irate if we find ourselves in a playoff hunt 
without Rasul Douglas. I'm going to be so mad. But uh, Josh Martin says, uh, Willen is 30th in net yards with 39 yards, 17th in average with 47.6 yards, 26th with 10 punts inside the 10. So, yeah, those numbers don't look great. Um, maybe maybe it's just been so bad the last few years special teams-wise, Tim, that it, that it pops off to us, right? I think with Wheeling, we can say the same thing we, we just said about Preston. It's kind of like consistent ebbs and flows, and then there's there's better performances than others. Mm-hmm. But, man, I tell you, with Wheeling, if you got the volume up on the TV, man, you can just hear the strike on the ball on some of these, and you oh, just yeah. know. Like, I don't even have to watch where it's going. I can hear his foot hit that ball, and you just know he's banging one. So, um, no, I think the future looks bright there in the punting game. I was just as shocked as everyone else with the the release of Pat O'Donnell. Um, but, hey, that's what you do when you're going young, right? This team committed to go young across the board. And, um, you know, having having a guy like uh, Daniel Whelan is going to prove to be a, a big asset going forward. And on the other side, I think Anders Carlson will will get, get rid of the yips and he'll be a big asset for us too. So, um, you know, yeah. special teams looking up. Um, I believe we're sitting somewhere in the middle with uh, special teams ranking this year um, as far as that list goes, which is a great place to be because we were teetering at the bottom for so long, you know. Yeah. So I think it's nice to see that we've kind of got things in order there. All right. So, Tim, I was told that I wasn't allowed to uh, to give Barry any credit and this defense any credit because we hadn't played anybody, okay? That's what I've been told for however long. Um, that was the other thing, too. Posted about Jordan Love, excited about Jordan Love yesterday. Someone came at me and said, yeah, this is a bad defense. Okay, now we're not allowed to be excited about a good Jordan Love game, according to some. Well, on the defensive side of the ball, this was the stretch where it was, okay, yeah, we'll see how you play against the Chargers, the Lions, and the Chiefs. We're one game in. The Chargers are are eighth in the league in points per game. In points per play, the Chargers are seventh in the league. All right? In, In yards per play, the Chargers are 10th in the league. So we played a legitimate top 10 offense yesterday, all right? We held them to 20 points. If you go back to points per game, they are averaging 25.9 points per game. We held them to 20. Over the last three games, they're averaging 28.3 points per game. We held them to 8.3 points less than what they've averaged over the last three games, all right? So if you guys are Joe Barry haters, Go ahead and change the podcast, all right? Here we go. Here's the updated numbers. Defense points per game. Green Bay is 10th at 20.2, okay? Only two-tenths of a point behind Tampa Bay in uh, being ninth, obviously. Over the last three games, the pa- including the Chargers game, the Packers have given up only 15.3 points per game. I want you to look at every team above them. Tampa's given up 24. That's over the last three-game stretch. New Orleans, 23. Pittsburgh, 16. Over the last three games, the Packers have given up less points per game than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cleveland, 13.7. Okay, so Cleveland's got us edged there in the last three. Dallas, 18.3. Three points less than Dallas in that great defense down there in in Big D. Um, Buffalo, 18 points per game. Baltimore, 18.7 points per game. Kansas City, 18.3. San Francisco, 16. We are giving up less points in the last three games than I would say arguably, at least on the top 14 list here, three teams. Vegas, um, obviously you've got uh, Cleveland, and then we're giving up less points 
than San Francisco. So according to this, in the last three games, we're probably a top five defense in the last three games. That includes the Chargers game. Now, some of you guys are going, what about points per play? Glad you asked. We're eighth in the league in points per play now. Look at the last three games, Tim. 0.26. Now look at the list. Who else? Who are they? Who is better than them? Vegas on this little stint that they've got right now, right? Who else? Pittsburgh. They're better than San Francisco the last three games. Yep. Defensive yards per play. Green Bay is 13th. This is what people are complaining about, right? Is but look at the yards. Look at how much clock they chew up. At the end of the game, Tim, they don't look up and go, okay. Yeah, they had more yards than you. They won. That's not the name of the game. It's bend but don't break. It's keep them out of the end zone. It's hold them the field goals when they do hit them explosive plays. That's exactly what this defense is doing. It's exactly what Paul Brettel pointed out last week when he was on the show. I'm excited about this defense. Bring on the Lions. We're going to get another test. And, guys, they may come out and give up 30 points to the Lions, right? That could happen. But I know right now you've got to give credit where credit's due. They stepped up yesterday big time. When you go to points per game, Detroit is sixth. To put that into perspective, they are uh, just two spots above the Chargers. Now look at their last three games. Thirty-two point seven points is what they're getting, what they're what they're having. You know what they're scoring on offense. The Lions. If they come out and hold the Lions to 22, 25 points on Thanksgiving Day, Tim, this defense is trending in the right direction. Oh, by the way, without Jair Alexander, without Rudy Ford, and after trading Russell Douglas. Somebody needs to put some respect on Joe Barry's name. I'm just telling you. Like, I think he's doing a phenomenal job. What do you think, man? I'm with you, and and we'll we'll happily uh, we'll happily be the two guys doing that then, since no one else no one else in the entire world will apparently at this point. Um, I think uh, definitely an improvement over last season as far as the execution. Um, you know, this defense, it's right here. We just went over the numbers, guys. You know, like I don't understand the. You know, sometimes I see some of the comments, and I'm not talking about our comments. I'm talking right. about just general. Um, and it's like I have to ask myself, like, man, these people are Packer fans. Like, you're you're a Packer fan. You're literally, root. like, there's been people that got in my mentions, Tim, and they've literally said, "We don't want to see this. It'll give them a reason to bring him back." I'm like, you what don't want to see them succeed, right? And then they always have to remind you too, like, "No, I'm a Packer fan." It's yeah. like, yeah, you you better remind us because everything else you're saying. You sound like a Bears fan, you know. It's like I—I I don't want to get into it. I'm my blood pressure is going to go up, you know. <laughs> I, and I get dragged a lot because I'm like e- eternally optimistic about my team, and it's not like, to be happy. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I feel like we're going to go in there on Thursday and we're going to get a dub. I do, and if that happens, I'll feel the same way against Kansas City on Sunday Night Football at Lambeau Field. You know, you have to believe. <laughs> You have to believe in your team. And we talk about any given Sunday or Thursday in this case. Anyone can beat anybody. And let me tell you, Detroit barely beat Chicago yesterday. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Very good point. We are trending upward. And Detroit, I'm not going to say backsliding, but I'm going to say they're not looking like that big bad bear, that big bad wolf we were so – afraid of the last time they rolled into town. And I don't know. I got a feeling, guys. It may be a it may be another close game nail biter, but I think we might leave we might leave Detroit with a win. I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. So right. you know if you're a fan you want your team to succeed. You know, and you always say it Clay, Clayton, right? Think play or not play, you know, and we when we evaluate this this roster, you know, everyone's got their opinion on things. 
but um you know why how, why do you want to root against a guy you know like I, I just don't get it, it man it goes back to what we mentioned on the post game show tim they want to root against the guy because their opinion is out there they've been so vocal so toxic that this guy's trash fire him you know christian watson's made a glass they they come out with they they react on twitter with emotion and then now their opinions out there and and they damn sure ain't going to delete the tweet right that that's right. that's not an option right because ego but you dig in on this and then what happens is now you have to try to force it home. Like you said, they, they always come back and say, oh, I'm a Packer fan. If you have to say it about yourself, it's probably not true. Right. That, that's that's a it, pay attention to the people that say I am this. I am that most of the time when they're saying it, especially when they're it, always when they're putting someone else down and then saying I'm this. You have to say it about yourself. Probably not true. Now. Doug in the chat says, uh, "Dane Clayton, Barry Hater is going to lose their over their crap over those stats. Oh, it's coming. You watch, it's coming." Um, I don't know. Most of most of the Barry haters are oblivious to what's going on on the field. That's why they hate Barry. So hopefully, hopefully they look at the stats. Hopefully they're watching tape. <laughs> Omer in the chat says, "Barry is the MVP of the coaching staff. Hate him or not, I would have to agree. I mean, they've outperformed the offense this year, and they've had a ton of injuries, right?" Um, now people immediately say, well, you got all this draft capital invested. I got you. And it, you know, like, I can't remember who it was that said it the other day on the pod, but, uh, somebody was talking and they said, um, it doesn't matter where you draft them. What, I think it might've been Carly Ray actually mentioned it. And it's so true. Uh, they talk about it and take your eye off the ball. Once a player's drafted, they don't go in and go, okay, yeah, this is a first round pick here. This, no, you're one of 53. And if you don't do your job next man up, that's the way it works. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, Omer, I'm with you there. Red Mo says, Joe, quote, Booth, Barry for the win. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. Um, Steve is real, says, I will admit, I really don't, I don't really care for Barry. Clayton should be our DC. No way, no how, buddy. Um, no way, no how. I appreciate the kind words, but, yeah, that's – and I know it's a joke. Um, when it comes to Barry, though, listen, I will tell you, I think there are better defensive coordinators out there. I'm not arguing that point. All I'm simply saying is – what? How is he performing? Is the defense getting better? Is it getting worse, right? This year, I've been pounding the table going, they're missing tackles. They're blowing assignments. You can't look at that from a schematic standpoint. From a coaching standpoint, absolutely. Someone is not developing these players to the level they need to be developed at, right? That's not my opinion. It's former players' opinion. That's what the tape is showing. It's like they should be able to tackle, and they should be able to run the defense that's called and not blow the coverage. The explosives you've seen yesterday, guys, you're going to see it on Chalk Talk, two, maybe three times we completely blew a coverage, they hit a deep crosser on us because guys weren't carrying their man. When the opposite slot cross, when they run a cross mesh and one guy's playing man coverage and this guy drops him and lets him run across the field, sorry, that's not in the playbook. Joe Barry didn't draw it up to go, okay, you're going to go mag on the crosser and you're just going to play uh, spot drop on the crosser. That's not in the playbook. Okay, so there was a blown coverage there. Now, is Barry not teaching it well enough? That could very well be the case. Maybe he's not a great teacher. But when you talk about what happens on Sunday, I have a hard time blaming the D.C. for that type of stuff. Um, Nick McSwain in the chat uh, said, why is the D so much better in the red zone? It's People talk about it like it's negative. I think some of the great defenses in history have been bend but don't break, but that's the answer, Nick. Essentially what you're saying is we're not going to give up the explosive plays. Now, immediately, like Paul Brettel pointed out, they're giving up a ton of explosive plays on the ground. Why is that? It's because people aren't fitting their run gap, right? Their run fit, they're not, they're not 
schematically sound in their run fit, and they're missing tackles. That's why, right? But as far as the explosive plays in the passing game, you've seen several yesterday, and it was blown coverage. So why why is it they're much better in the red zone? You now add three, maybe even four defenders that's called the back line of the end zone. Now you can play that as an extra layer. They're, they're running out of space, the offense is, right, because you stretch in the field vertically against a quarter's look, and even in man coverage we know the shot plays down the down – the, down the sideline that makes us very, very vulnerable, especially when we're playing mirror match press man. So when you get to the end zone, you got that extra boundary, right? And uh, that's why they're running out of gas there in the red zone. Now, listen, Keenan Allen had to drop yesterday. If you see it, you got to say it. If he doesn't drop that pass in the end zone, we're, we're probably – I'm on here going, okay, defense gave up a little bit more, right? Probably not not looking as pretty today. But, again, if ifs were fists, we'd all be drunk. you got mm-hmm. – you know, they have to play the game just like we got to play the game. Um, Doug says JB is easily better than the last two DCs. Uh, as Dom Capers got older, I agree, right? But Dom Capers, when he first got here in the defense, you know, the NFL is very cyclical. Um, the defense was very, very good early, and the league caught on. It was time to move on from Dom Capers. Um, I think he's better than Petten, no doubt, though, in my opinion. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, and I think it, I think it's, we were talking preseason about how Barry was going to the booth this year. What a yeah. difference that has made, right? You know, like Red Mo said, man, that's that can't be understated. I think Joe's seeing the game uh, a lot differently too, and um, it's showing in some of these calls too. You notice that we're we're starting to get those matchups that we want a, a little bit more now, and we're starting. You know, when the guys execute, it looks great. But you're right, a, a blown coverage or you know, passing a guy off to someone who's already got a man that he's supposed to be covering. That's, you know, Barry's up there probably screaming his head off. Right. Um, but I do think there's a difference between last year and this year when it comes to our defense. And you can attribute it to our DC man. And he's he's in the booth, man. I like it. You know, yep. last year he wasn't. Yep, definitely. Um, Red Mo in the chat said, advocating for the Packers to fail in any capacity is anti-fan. Completely yep. agree with that. Um, Nick McSwain said they can run for 20, uh, 20 yards per carry if you don't score, LOX. That's, Amen. That's what I'm saying. Hey, we wouldn't have been saying anything last week about giving up 200-plus yards on the ground if, if we didn't give up tutters. So, yeah, that's I, hey, I'm with you on that. The only, the only stat that matters is that final score. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, don't, ever, uh, I don't ever find myself at the end of the game going, oh, man. I wish they, I wish they'd have get, we'd have given up less yards and more points. It just it doesn't work like that, man. It doesn't. Somebody was asking about chalk talk. We're way over, so we're going to get out of here. Um, here we go. Doug said, uh, Clayton, what plays are you most interested in as you prep for chalk talk show, man? Here's what I'm worried about with chalk talk, Doug, and uh, we'll we'll get get out of here after this. There was many plays that I know I'm going to overlook. Um, like like we were talking about, somebody said Jaden Reed blocking down on someone. Send me that clip in case I miss it, okay? Because I would like to add that in just, you know, as an extra because those little things matter, right? What I try to do on Chalk Talk, just so you guys know, I'd, I want to filter out all the noise. There's going to be big plays that happen that are cool and it's awesome and we want to understand the concept, what was the passing concept, what was the protection. Seen Jordan Love setting the protection yesterday again yesterday, Tim. Someone came up in the B gap. He called it out. 53 is the mock. Bang, you see the offensive line motion. All right, we got it. That's what you need because he now knows who's the free runner rather yeah. than Josh Myers just setting it. Huge step in the right direction. You've right. seen that. We weren't seeing that a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Now we're seeing it. And, and yeah, it's, it's like the last couple of weeks you're seeing that one or, once or twice a game, it's sticking out to me. But 
What I try to key in on, Doug, are the scoring drives, what plays made that happen, right? And in a crucial moment when the defense needed to stop, who stepped up and got to stop, right? You're going to see that at the end of the game. A lot of times what will happen, especially these close games, is the last two or three drives will just all be in and we'll just run them continuously. Bang, all right, here's the formation. Let's don't get too much detail-itis. But on the big plays, you want to kind of key it up. Um, the the run by Jaden Reed, I'm excited about seeing, to see exactly who got out there blocking, how the blocking scheme came together. That's a big one. Uh, the Romeo Dobbs play, I can't wait to point out that last week we were continuing to run. I can't remember what the concept's called. Um, I know it's got a specific name, but it's a flat and then you've got, I think it might be diagonal six, actually. It's a flat with a corner or an out over top of it. And it's a cover two beater, right? So they were trying to trying to do a, a lot, a whole, uh, a high, low, low, high read there. And that's when Dobbs noticed the safety dip too far and he threw that hand up, right? He said, all right, I'm going to, I'm excited to point that one out because those are the things that matter too. You can draw a play up one way, but I love that LaFleur gives them a little bit of freedom. Like, hey, if you see something, go make a play, right? And again, like we pointed out, Romeo Dobbs and Jordan Love have been uh, have been playing together for a long time. You know, they both have work with the same uh, – I can't remember if it's the same agency or it's just Armed and Dangerous that they both work with. So they've been together since their college years as far as uh, – I know since Dobbs was in college, working with Jordan Love in the offseason. So you're going to see them put that together. I'm, I'm getting Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson vibes already with these two as far yeah. as the connection goes. Almost that sixth sense where – you know, Aaron would just look at Jordy and they, the communication was there, right? Not even a signal. Sometimes it's just a glance. And um, you're starting to see that chemistry with, uh, with Rome and Jordan for sure. I think. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Uh, Never seen this uh, person in here. Good to have you in, in the chat. The Shirley 74, Surly 74 said the D does not pass the eye test at all. They've been gashed all year. Lots of players hurt. I get it, but there are no Woodson's or Matthews on this team. And it shows, that's what we always kind of come away with, you know, looking at going, okay, there's, you know, and, and it's what Mike Wall said too. He's like, these guys just aren't, they're not performing up to par on defense with the missed tackles and the bad run fits and all that. Now, as far as the eye test, I could care less. <laughs> all, it, all that matters to me, like I said, is that scoreboard. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. Um, and there's know, only one Charles Woodson. And there's only one Clay Matthews, too. So. Right. You're talking about two Packer Hall of Famers, one a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, very well said there, Tim, for sure. So um, everybody's talking about Sean Ryan in here. I know I, the one time that I've seen John Runyon uh, flash on the screen, it was in a negative. Um, but uh, like Omer said, let's talk about Sean Ryan, please. I had to go watch the tape, man. I'm doing that today. I'm going to dig in for a couple hours and go through it. So uh, let's see. Red Mo said two for two. Touchdowns on drives when Ryan plays, if I'm not mistaken, completely anecdotal, but still, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to go look and, and also see what his snap count was and his uh, PFF grade, which should be dropping here around noon, and we'll cover that on PTA Live tonight. Uh, Omer said, "Remember to uh, to they they get together any offseason Watson Doves love." Okay, got you, man. That's exactly what we were talking about. So, uh, if you guys would do me a favor as we wrap up, I hate to ask. But I've got to start hammering it home because we're missing out on other people finding out. Sure enough, the likes got up on the last couple of videos and the subs went up. So when you guys like the video, it changes the algorithm in which other people see this broadcast uh, a little more than they normally would. And that's what we're missing out on. So if you guys would hit like for me. If you've not subbed to the channel, hit subscribe. Don't worry about notifications. Although, hey, if you want to turn them on, great. I would love to see 
uh, you guys in here more often. Um, but just hit that like for us and it'll boost the, you know. And if you didn't like the show, don't hit like. Don't fake it. You know what I mean? Just pretend like it didn't happen. All right? It's all good. That's, that's the way it is, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, number one Packer fan. Everybody keeps telling me this, too, so I'm just going to start doing it. He said, Clayton, just say it, bro. It's business. We understand, LOL. I know, man. I just don't want it to turn into a commercial. I always want to promote Packernet Podcast because Ryan gave me the opportunity to create the podcast. But uh, self-edification is people repel it, man, and I try to be aware of it because in no way, shape, or form have we arrived. We're just getting started. Um, but I am excited to, to continue to talk ball with you guys. Tim, I appreciate your time, man. This was a lot of fun. We went way over. The goal is 40 minutes for Good Morning Lambo. We're sitting here at hour 17. But, man, it's it's hard not to uh, not to continue, continue talking on a uh, victory Monday. You got any parting thoughts, buddy? Um, go, Pat, go. Dub City coming on Thursday. It's a short week, guys. Think positive. We're coming off a win. Wouldn't it be sweet to get our first back-to-back victory against a divisional opponent? on thanksgiving day i think it would be sweet and i think it's gonna happen so go pack go uh stay optimistic hopefully our our guys that are banged up um are okay and uh maybe they're not super serious but time will tell but uh positive vibes this week let's take that victory monday vibe all the way down to thursday and bring it into the motor city man we're gonna get a dub Um Completely agree, Tim. Completely agree. All right, we're out of here, guys. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate your time. Um, For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. We will be back at 7 Central, 8 Eastern this evening for Packers Total Access Live, recapping the PFF grades and getting you set for the week to come. The goal will be to have Chalk Talk ready by tomorrow. I'm hoping I can make that happen, but we'll get it out as soon as we can. We'll definitely get it out before the game Thursday, I promise you that, even if we have to do it live on here and get hit with copyright. It is what it is. So, um, again, Tim, thank you for your time. Thank you guys for hanging out in the chat. You always make this show. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world, and go Pack Go.